got to be clear because your mind, if once it's clear, it'll go towards getting what you want. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Power Play. And on today's episode, I sit down with performance coach, author, dynamic public speaker, visionary, and leader, Mike Searock. He has been featured by Yahoo, finance as one of the top business leaders to follow in 2020, and is on a mission to build people. Mike's rocket fuel drives and inspires him to help others level their measure of success. He is consumed with passion to help others break free from complacency and fuel their spark. If you guys want to check out more about Mike C. Rock, I left a link down below to his Instagram. So go ahead and drop him a follow as well as the link to his book. So go ahead and check that out as well. Let's dive into the episode. What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the Power Play. And on today's episode, I am joined by Mike C. Rock. Dude, thanks for coming to the show today, brother. Yeah, Joe, thanks for having me, man. I love to start every interview I go on with gratitude because that's something that's changed my life. And uh, I just want to express gratitude to you for having me and also to your audience for showing up and listening. Thank you. What a way to start. The, I'm glad you started it like that. At, that is a way to start the morning as well. What is it? It's, it's oh, not a morning. It's 1.30 now. So I guess afternoonish. But what a way to start the afternoon. I'm big on gratitude myself. I'm glad. You, I want to talk about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, yeah. So, you know, gratitude is a, uh, I, would, I wouldn't say a touchy subject. I mean, for some people it is because like, it's really hard to like, just sit back and say thank you sometimes. Like, because people, you know, they have a hard time. I guess, comprehending and realizing like how grateful it's like, you know, someone always got it. Someone always has it worse than you. Um, you know, I recently started to, I guess, be grateful for things about a year ago. You know, I went through a huge spiritual change, um, which I'm sure a lot of people go through at some point in their life. And I have on the other side of my wall right here, I explain it in almost every episode because somehow, you know, gratitude gets bought up and uh, I have, I say three things I'm grateful for in the morning. That's what I wanted to ask you. Do you have a, I guess, a sort of routine when it comes to gratitude and being grateful? Yeah, I mean, I, you can call it a routine if you want to, I guess. But uh, mainly what I do is every morning, as soon as I wake up, I say thank you. And uh, I go through whatever comes to mind that I'm thankful for, man. And I, I really love it because it gets rid of anything that, you know, those days you wake up, sometimes you're like, oh, man, I feel like waking up right now. Or I don't want to go through the day today or it's Monday or all the stuff people say, first of all, Monday's my favorite day of the week. Um, and that's a decision. And so I just go through the a list of things like my fingers and toes and like, wow, man, I have hands. Thank God I have hands. Simple man. Shit. Yeah. You know, like how many days or times throughout the day, do you really pay attention and say, man, like, man, damn, I got a leg and it's, and it works. And it's, you know what I mean? It's got muscle in it to, to be able to do things with. And have an arm you know like most people don't even do that they're just worried about what's the problems that they have going on today complaining and and to me it's like i, I want to make sure that i realize and re remember the strengths that i'm and the gifts that i have and what that seems to do for me though is it gets me out of my past away from my past and then pulls me forward to my future of ways i can use those gifts so to me it's it's a no-brainer um and, and i love it and you know it's also telling the universe or god or whatever just like when I say thank you to you to you for having me, you're more likely to want to do things for me and have me back because you see that I that's what I'm, I'm basically showing you what I want. I, I like that. Right. It's good, right? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, um, I love that you said Monday is your favorite day. I made a post a few weeks ago. A lot of people live for the weekend. I hate when I see these posts and like it hates it. You know, it's a it's a powerful word. It's a strong word, but like a lot of people, oh, you know, Friday's finally here or Happy Friday. Like, dude, come on. Like, I get it. I get it. Like. 
there's people that are in their position and they're working this nine to five or whatever they may be doing, you know, they're working Monday through Friday and like, yes, it's nice to sort of relax and unwind at times, but like, why are you living for the weekend, man? You know, like there's so much to look forward to in life. And like I mentioned you before you we went live here, I'm 19 and I'm so grateful. So yeah, there we go again, that we're grateful, but that I can realize this early on and truly take it in because like, I see it every day. Like I'll go outside or I'll go to the grocery store and you can just tell by people's actions, their mannerisms, how they carry themselves. Like they're just not happy. And I guess the next question I wanted to ask you was when did you realize that gratitude was going to be such a strong, I guess, you know, subject for you in your life? Um, I don't remember the exact moment. I just know that in order to get rid of complaining, you need to be grateful and things to complain about. So that, I don't know exactly the moment that I realized it. I just started doing it and I was like, wow, this works. And I yeah. just do it every day now. And then I teach pe other people that what it does, you know, I don't try to preach to people and tell them they should do something. I just tell them what works for me. And if they want to try it and see if it works for them, then they should try it, you know? And that, yeah. so I, I don't remember the exact moment, but it's just, just it's just a powerful thing, dude. Yeah, it is. It, it, it really is. I, you know, like I said, I realized that about a good year ago and like, gratitude just when, when you realize it and i even if you are listening right now and you guys haven't listened and you're not haven't realized you know the power of gratitude you will eventually um now i know you mike you had a rough childhood um did that kind of create a sense of gratitude for you you know growing up like mentally and shit um you know i i don't know if that's what did it i mean i think that and you say rough childhood to me it's like I have something that other people don't have, you know, some people have been through similar things or worse, but are close to the things that I've been through. But yeah. I look at it as a, as an opportunity and a resource, like that's that rough roughness, all the stuff that have gone, has gone into that. That's my fuel. And I yeah. have something that, 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 that other people don't have to help me elevate and fly faster and, and accomplish more and help, help more people. And so, yeah. So, I, I guess it does play some role in it with the gratitude thing, but definitely it's a, it's a resource to me that I look back on and say, thank you, you know, thank you that I have it for sure. <laughs> right now. Absolutely. So. Now that book behind you, man, it's new. You just, you just launched it, I believe May, right? May 3rd. Did it launch? Yeah. Um, I forget the exact date, May 11th, May 12th, May 3rd. I don't know. Yeah. But it was, it was <laughs> sometime, in sometime in May. <laughs> anyway, I just looked at the numbers and I was blown away. Um, how many, how many copies sold? I mean, I, I'm, I'm just a first time author. Um, and the fact that I sold as many copies as I did already and hit the Amazon bestseller list on the first day. I mean, that's Thank pretty, you. pretty powerful. So yeah, there, there's the book. Go get a copy. MikeCrock.com forward slash book. MikeCrock.com forward slash book. You can get a copy. Um, and also, um, you know, this will change your life. This book, the in information in here, the data in here, if you implement it, this, this will put you on a journey to doing whatever you want to accomplish in life and become unstoppable with it. So uh, a lot of great stories in here and a lot of things I use in my life. So, is it all you? Like, is the book based on you or like? Yeah, so it's be, me and then my mentors that I've had and uh, the lessons that I've learned from them and how I've implemented those things in my life. Or a lot of times what I do is I learn things that I've done in the past. Like I've had success with things in the past yeah. And then I'll go to be in a mentor and uh, they'll, they'll go over some things like, um, uh, let me think about something, uh, just maybe thinking big, for example, or um, being unyielding and going with just burn the ships mentality kind of thing, or 
different things that I've had success with in the past that I've used, but I didn't know I was using it in other words. So right. then I would go back after I learned it and, and think about my past and say, Oh, that's why I had success with that. It's because I was doing what they're talking about here. So that happens a lot, but that's all in here. Um, uh, there's, there's so much more I could have thrown in here, but, um, I can always write another book. So absolutely. <laughs> Where'd the name come from? Rocket fuel. So my last name's Scirocco. My friends call me C-Rock. So C-R-O-C. And so I talk about, um, fuel and I, I just always like I had a podcast I still do what are you made of and I would talk about how I used everything in my past that seemed negative or or um, bad to fuel me and you know going into outer spaces where I want to go I don't want to just go and fly across the sky or anything like that I want to go in outer space because it's away from gravitational pull gravitational pulls all the things like negative people suppressors things that happen that pull you down and the only place to go to get away from that is outer space, away from that gravitational pull. And the only thing I know to get you there is rocket fuel. So I had Grant Cardone on my podcast and I was talking to him about what it would take to actually get into outer space away from, away from gravitational pull, away from all the stuff. Like, you know, we grind so hard for our businesses. Like, you know, on a daily basis, daily basis, every single day, I'm thinking, how can I do things bigger? How can I do things faster? And we end up a lot of times grinding, but there's got to be a better way. Like, so I'm thinking to myself, there's got to be a way to get to, to this place where things aren't pulling you back as much. You got so much momentum that you can't even stop it. Where does that place, where can it? And then I just thought about that. And in talking to him, I came up with rocket fuel because it's the only thing I know that gets you in outer space. So. I like the name. I, I like the name a lot. That is a, I, that's a very unique way of putting it too. You know, you, you know, when I see the title of the book, I'm like, oh, rocket fuel. I got to ask him what it's about, but that is unique because, you know, there's a lot of negative shit in this world today and a lot, and like, it does drag a lot of people down. And I get that. I get, you know, like, I understand where people come from when they're in a negative state of mind. And, you know, I get it because it's very, very easy to get into a negative state of mind. And I love that you've taken it and you've kind of morphed the idea into something of your own and you titled your book, Rocket Fuel. But the next thing I wanted to talk about is you mentioned a few minutes ago, you're big into people building. What do you mean by that exactly? Well, so there's, you know, growing up, I grew up around a lot of broken people. Um, I'll give you an example. So uh, I don't remember my parents together. So, you know, they split up before I can remember. And I did the every other weekend thing that those kids with uh, divorced parents do visiting my dad every other weekend and dealt with custody and child support conflicts. And then you add step parents into the mix and their agendas need to, and their emotions are thrown into the uh, pot and it just stirs things up and there's a lot of conflict. Yeah. And so I was around that growing up and, and at the age of eight, my mom was moving on to her third marriage and I just wasn't ready to move into another man's house, learn another man's rules. So I decided to give my dad's house a try. And when I did that, he was on to a second marriage. And I thought, man, this is good. And I'll try this and see how it works. And for three years I lived there, it started off great, but then it slowly, there was some conflict with the parents, my mom, my stepmom, like there's, there's, there's some kind of issues going on. I don't know the whole story. And no matter who was right, who was wrong and all that, none of them acted like adults. And when you don't act like an adult, the kids suffer. And so a lot of that stuff came down on me and a lot of it was taken out on me. And I was in an abusive situation and threats were made and Things I heard things that I shouldn't have heard as a kid. And there was a times at night where I would sleep with my baseball bat because I just didn't feel wow. safe. And so, uh, you know, I'm not saying that for anybody to feel sorry for me. This is just the reality of what happened, what I went through and what created this people builder that I am today. So um, 
I decided to get out of the house at some point to, to move back with my mom. So I shared what was going on with my mom and she decided to file court papers. And a lot of times when you're in an abusive situation, there's th reasons you don't share that information. One, you're embarrassed by it that you let it happen in the first place, kid or not. It's just right. like, how did I let this happen? And how did I let it continue? And, or is it normal or am I over-exaggerating in my head? Like these games get played in your head. The other thing is, is that believe it or not, you don't know what will happen to the abuser if you say something. And if that's a concern that you have, if you're, if you're a right-minded person, it's like, well, I don't want something bad to happen to them, even though they're, so I finally shared it though. And my mom filed court papers and she reminded me that if she files these court papers that I have to stick to my guns because she can't be left out, hang, hang left out to dry because when she goes to the court and then I go change my mind because they talk me out of it. She said, they're going to try to talk you out of it. Being my mom, my, my dad and my stepmom. Yeah. And so stick to your guns, no matter what, if you want this, let's do it. So I remembered that and all my life, that lesson sticks with me. Like if I want something, I got to be like, perversely unyielding is what I say, stubborn, which is the definition of stubborn or inexorable, which is my new favorite word. Inexorable is unable to be stopped, unyielding. So this is a big lesson for anybody listening. If you want to be successful in life, you need to be inexorable. And if you want to write that down, if you're taking notes, that's a huge word uh, to live by. And so my dad was eventually served those court papers and I was sitting on my, uh, I came home from school one day and you could feel the tension in the room. It was like, I knew something was up after all this time waiting for these things to be delivered to him. And he sent me to my room and Joe, my dad was my hero. You know, um, he, he was a Mason. He had his own business, um, very successful. And if you know anything about construction guys and, and Italian guys, they don't carry a wallet. A lot of times they carry a wad of hundred dollar bills with a rubber band around it. And <laughs> he always used to do that and like flash it and show me what hundred dollar bill, this and that. I thought that was the coolest thing. And uh, so when he got those papers, though, he confronted me with them and said, hey, it says here you want to move back with your mom. I don't understand this because you got everything you need here. Why would you want to go to there when she's on her third marriage, men coming in and out, they're broke, they don't have any money when you have this here. But he forgot the one part that I was dealing with abuse and, and I wasn't in a good situation. And so I stuck to my guns. I didn't argue with him. I just or discuss it. I just said, no, this is what I want and uh, made my mind up. He said, OK. So he takes that wide $100 bills out, peeled one off, crumpled up and threw it at me. So here, then you're going to need this when you're living on the streets with your mother one day. And, uh, you know, at that moment for a second, I felt like giving up on for a second, you know, but also felt challenged. And I was like, is that right? Like, really? You think that's the case? I'll show you, you know, that kind of thing. So for 37 yeah. years, I was driving off of that moment, using it as fuel. And I stored in my tank, just like anything else that comes my way, that's, that's would normally slow someone down or, or stop them. I take it and store it in my tank instead of my trunk where it weighs me down. I convert it into rocket fuel for my future to become unstoppable. And so 30 some years I've been driving off of that. It's about two, two and a half years ago. I really started doing a self-assessment of my life. Like why is my life, my graphs in my life always seem to be going up no matter what happens. See a good graph, by the way, is not a flat graph. Anything in your life, you want to have some kind of increase because you're not ever staying the same. Some people think it, you could stay the same and keep the status quo, and there's no such thing. In your life, in business, your health, relationships, they're either going up or they're going down. And so my life, for some reason, my graphs always have gone up no matter what happened to me. And so I'm like, why is this happening? What is this? And then I realized, and I became aware now that I was taking it all, all the bad, all the negative, what appeared to be that way, and I was converting it into rocket fuel. So building people 
all stemmed from being around that, uh, not to mention drug addicts, alcoholics. My grandmother committed suicide. I saw this growing up and I'm like, there's got to be a better way. I'm not going to buy into what people are telling themselves. And so what I look for, Joe, is I look for people that are broken in certain areas. Not that I'm perfect, okay? You don't have to be a helper or a people builder. I'm sorry, you don't have to be perfect to be a helper or a people builder. So I look for people that have areas, different things in their life and try to assist them because I can't do it. They got to do it themselves, but assist them, understanding that help is possible to them. Help is a good thing. And then helping them grab control of their lives and, and, and grow. And or people that are already doing well, how can I help you get to the next level? Like, what are you missing? And maybe you're not thinking big enough and maybe I can see some, some big grand plan that you're not seeing. And if I bring it to you, the wheels start turning in your mind and you start thinking, holy cow, what if I could do that? I don't even know how, but if I could, what if I could? And then right. start the how. So that's yeah. what it's all about, man. Well, jump back on that people building thing in a second. I'll talk about you more. You know, you're a fucking machine, man. Like it's and like I don't want it to. I don't want it to your horn, but you are like, and like the way you think and the way you interpret things. And it's it's not just you. It's a lot of people I like to align myself with, such as myself. And like, you have that burning desire, desire. And you mentioned it kept you playing in my head with stubbornness. You know, you got to be stubborn when you want something, because here's how I look at it. If you really, really want something, if you like, you know, you, you were set on this or whatever, when you went to court and you were set on this, you know, you were going to get out of the house and you were going to do this. And, you know, you went to court and this and that, but you knew what you wanted and you stuck with your gut, you know, you went for it. And even that, that it applies to business that applies to whatever you want to do. You got to grind, not even grind. I don't want to say grind because like, it's a tough word, but I mean, you got to You got to be dedicated to your vision. You got to be dedicated to your goal. You got to be dedicated to what you want to be, but also such as you're doing, which I'm trying to do what this podcast or I am doing, whatever it may be is also latch on and branch out to other people. You know, you and I having this conversation could change one person's day. And that's where I like the whole people building thing. Um, the next thing I wanted to ask you is when you go up to somebody, for example, and they're not comfortable, you know, they're in the comfort zone. How do you break them out of that comfort zone and say, hey, it's okay. I'm here to give you some sort of guidance or I'm here to, you know, shed some light on you. Well, I think challenging them, um, <laughs> I have a tendency to say to people, you know, I think maybe you could possibly do a lot more than you're doing. Mm -hmm. And what if you could? Yeah. And, and I'm not worried. There's a risk I take a lot of times because a lot of people say, who the hell's this guy? Like, are you kidding me? Like, what do you mean by that? And they could take it the wrong way, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta risk that because if I had the opportunity to, uh, jar someone, their thinking, maybe interrupt the pattern, their thought process. And then all of a sudden put a little thought in their head, like, wait a minute, could I do more? Am I playing too small? Like that's pretty powerful. So I don't want to miss, miss that opportunity just because I'm worried about them thinking like, who the hell is this guy? Mm. You know? So I've helped a lot of people in that fact of really draw, jarring them, giving them a little jolt. And then all of a sudden they start thinking like, what if I could do that? Though? If maybe, maybe, maybe C-Rock see something I don't. And that's what the key is. And that's, that's what my coaches have done for me is they help me see something that I don't see currently. And so that's, that's, that's what I look for to do. And, and uh, I love doing that. I mean, I love, I know already what people think sometimes, like when I say that to them, when they, especially if they're doing well, or they think they're doing well right now. And I challenge them, you know, um, there was a lady named Jessie Lee and uh, she's number two in all of Mark, um, MLM 
multi-level marketing, number two in the world wow. in her place, right? Yeah. And I was messing with her and I said, well, I mean, what if you even got to number one and you beat the other lady? Is that all you can do? Like, just because you beat everybody else is that like, are you comparing yourself to everybody else? Or really, are you comparing yourself to what your potential is? Like what really, what you could accomplish? Maybe everybody else is just taking it easy. What if everybody else is taking it easy and half-assing and that's where they are and you're only number two? You know, yeah. what is that? Wow. So I said that to her and she's laughing and she, you know, but, but again, those, when you have success, a lot of times your head gets a little big and you let off the gas a little bit. And that's yeah. one thing I love about Grant, Grant Cardone, my, my mentor that he wrote the forward for the book, by the way. Um, one thing about him is he's always going after more. He's always elevating. He's never, never just complacent. He's always elevating higher. So if somebody like me is trying to be mentored by him. I'm never going to catch him if he keeps doing that. And so I love that. It's a great example for people. And uh, that's what I want to continue to do myself. Well, my question is, you know, why would you want to stop? Like, I, I you know, you see a lot of successful people and not that, you know, you compare them to yourself, but you kind of, like you said, they're mentors and you see them doing these things and they're constantly achieving these goals and doing different things. I'm one myself to, you know, recently about almost about a year and a half ago was to like, just go out of my comfort zone. Um, this podcast is completely out of my comfort zone. You know, uh, in school, I was always the quiet kid, you know, I minded my own business. Um, I always kind of felt like an outcast in a way. Didn't have many friends, never cared to have many friends, but I knew I wanted to do something more. And that what I want to do is going to be bigger and greater than myself and also serve a purpose to other people. Am I there yet? No. You know, and I'm not even nearly close. I'm recording a podcast in my closet, you know, but this is where the humble and that gratitude comes into play, which we talked about earlier. But it's just like the the going after more thing is like something I was always drawn to. Like, I, you know, I use my podcast for as an example, because me being a young kid, I like younger people to look up to me, you know, my age, even older, you know, whoever, whoever looks up to me, whatever it may be. And I want them to see that a 19 year old kid is doing this, you know, why can't I do this? A perfect example of a guy that I listen to a good amount, Casey Adams. Not sure if you're familiar with him. He has his own podcast, Rise of the Young. Um, anyways, give you a brief explanation on who he is. Um, similar podcast to what I have. He's talked to Rick Ross. He's talked to Larry King. Um, he's talked to Grant Cardone, you know, and he has this podcast and he's only 20 years old. So uh, he's about to be 21 yeah, whatever we're very close in age whatever it may be and like before i started this podcast you know i, I looked up to him kind of as a mentor like all right if he's doing this i want to do something more let's start a podcast you know and, and here we are today but almost a year later i think it's like june 15th it'll be a year but yeah congrats man it's awesome thanks brother thanks no, brother. dude I, I listen i've only been in the podcast game for about two years and i did 300 plus interviews over the last 12 months um, not wow. my, just like between my show and going on other people's shows. And I started in my dining room. They're like my first episodes. There's a blue wall behind me and some mirrors or something. That was my, that was my dining room. I used to have to tell my kids and my wife, like, Hey, Hey, I'm, I'm recording right now. Shh, stay out of here. That's me right now. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I had to do all that. And, and it wasn't that long ago. And, and I was so obsessed with blowing it up and getting it going that I just like kept grinding in a, in a, in a just obsessive way. And before you know it, I have this awesome studio, like the view here is sick. It's right by the pool and the ocean's right out there. I mean, it's, it's awesome. just, yeah, it's just, uh, you just got to stick with it and keep going. And, and it all like, to me, it's like, not, I don't know how I'm going to do it. A lot of times when I want to do something, I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm so committed to it that I just, 
all of a sudden I'm opened up to all these possibilities and I start seeing things that I normally wouldn't have seen before. Um, But your question was about something about like, why wouldn't you want to go for more? And what happens, a lot of people don't realize that complacency and comfortability set in. It's not something that just pops in and says, Hey, we're here. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like this water that like seeps through cracks. And then when, when the temperature goes down, it freezes and then it just busts the concrete open. Like that's what comfortability and complacency does. So it's not something that people intentionally do. It just does it. And so that's why I'm so hypersensitive to it. I'm hypersensitive to um, settling. And when I do achieve something, I'm always like, okay, what's the next thing now? What's the next thing now? Because I need to do that. Because if I don't, man, it's like, you know, like here's an example. When that book finally came out, I did a lot of marketing ahead of time for it. Mm -hmm. But when the book finally came out, there was a period of time like, after the first week, I'm just like, all right, it's out. But then I forgot that most people don't market their book until it's out. So now yeah. the marketing starts, which I already started. So I had to re- refocus and like repick a target. Like, okay, now what do I want to do with this book? Like, what do I really want to achieve with this? So um, I had to reset some things, you know? And uh, yeah, so that's why it does. People don't do it intentionally. Yeah. Now, well, you know, you, what do you do for your goals and your achievements? Do you write them down or what do you do? Yeah, for that? yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm very clear. I visualize, I, I close my eyes and visualize. I tie emotion to things, what it would feel like when I get to there. Um, I, you know, I, I really picture it out like in my head. And when did this to, start, like, dude? The details. Yeah. Did you visualize uh, this as a kid? Yeah. So this is something that I think happened before unintentionally. Subconsciously, I was doing it because I was in a situation a lot of times where I just wanted to escape where I was. So I would visualize a lot. And that's one of the things that I learned later on from my mentors. And I'm like, whoa, I, that's why I had success with those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I write my goals down all the time. I have a, I have several, I mean, dude, I got, I don't know how many notebooks around here, but you can see like, like, <laughs> yeah, so yep. hang, hang on. Let's there. see one. Like, and people think like, I'm a uh, big believer in Steve Harvey. And like, he mm-hmm. writes, you know, it's also writing his list of goals and stuff down. Like, dude, like this is this yeah. red one's full, this, Black one is what I have right now, but like I started doing that a little while, maybe about a year ago, but everything started about a year ago for me. But yeah. um, like it, it's like, but once you achieve that, it's like, holy shit, like I manifested this, this happened like this, like I really did this, you know, and you want to keep achieving these goals and you want to keep doing these things. Make but it I'm bigger. A, yeah. Yes. I'm a big believer in writing stuff down, dude. I, I love it. You know, like I said, I have a whiteboard out there. I mean, other than my calendar here, I really don't write much on there besides podcast dates and like other important dates. But yeah, I'm a big believer in writing stuff down. Yeah. And the other thing is when you start to achieve these things, instead of being um, wowed and and amazed that it happened, you kind of have to like kind of, uh, I expected that, of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a, mental, like, it's a mindset. Like, because if you start getting amazed by it, then you start limiting yourself because you think, wow, man, I accomplished that. Really? I didn't even believe that. I can't believe it. I can't even believe it. And then you start telling yourself these things and your mind starts, your, your lid starts to lower. So when you do accomplish it, it's like scoring a touchdown and in a football game, you see some guys acting like crazy, like they've never been there before. And, and then others take the ball, hand it to the ref. There's nothing wrong with celebrating a little bit, but of course I'm, I'm of course I scored a touchdown. That's what I'm supposed yeah. to do, yeah. you know? And that's the way we have to train ourselves because then you're on to the next thing, on to the next thing, you can keep elevating and don't limit yourself. And I just talked about that with, you know, one of my coaches today, we were talking about that and he said, replace the wow and uh, uh, replace the amazing to yes, of course, 
because what you're doing is you're training yourself that that's what's supposed to happen. And then you can continue to do that. You can continue to achieve big things. Yeah. Well, it's, it's all a mindset. I'm currently reading. I'm actually familiar with Russ, um, music artist. I'm reading his book and, you know, he talks about manifestation and like, you know, writing down goals and such and yeah. how, like, you know, if you say it and you keep saying, not even just saying, it, you know, you got to put forth the X, you can't just say something to say something and, you know, be like, Oh, I'm going to, talk to, I don't know, Gary V in two months. Yeah. And keep saying that, but you really got to envision what you want to do. You got to envision some sort of something. And like, you know, you got to, it sounds like for people who haven't experienced it, for the listeners who haven't experienced it, like it might sound a little crazy and we might sound nuts right now, but like, we're not going to tell you something if it's not true. Like, I'm not going to go out here and say, you know, I uh, did this last night. I wrote this down 30 something times and like, I'm just doing it to do it just for the hell of it. No, I'm truly believing you got to truly believe in what you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. No. And look, you're not going to keep saying things and keep writing them down. If you're not taking actions. Toward exactly. It. You'll stop doing it. You won't be committed to writing them down. You won't be committed to saying them if you're not taking the opportunities or uh, the actions to look for opportunities. So, but what happens a lot of times when you start doing that, you're programming your mind to be able to look for things and see things. And so for me, I look for opportunities to help other people. Right. And then I started like, not just the people around me, but also like people that are well-known people, like, that person's doing well. How can I make them do even better? Little old me, how can I make them like have, have some kind of massive impact? Yeah. And I start painting these pictures in my mind of it. And then believe it or not, before you see it or before you know it, you start to see it. And you're like, you, know, you want to say, wow. And oh man, it's amazing. But you got to be like, no, dude, I just planned that. I just, I just formulated that. <laughs> why, why, why wouldn't it happen? Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I got one more question, dude, before we go here today. What advice could you give to someone listening that is a early on entrepreneur, early on businessman, or just someone who is looking for something new and they feel stuck or that, you know, their mindset is all give them some rocket fuel. <laughs> all right. So here's, first of all, rocket fuel concept is to store and take everything that's negative, slow you down, dis discourage you, negative people, your own screw ups, all that stuff. Store it in your fuel tank instead of your trunk where most people do and where it weighs them down. Store it in your fuel tank, convert it into rocket fuel to become unstoppable. If somebody tells you you can't do something, say, yeah, I'll show you. I said something about this book and, and turn it into a movie, right? And, and there's somebody that is even close to me that says what, like a lifetime thing? Like a little comment like that, right? I'm like, what do you mean lifetime thing, right? And then at that point, I'm like, okay, watch this. <laughs> so- don't be discouraged by people. Don't be discouraged because they can't fathom it in their own mind. Take it and use it to push you forward faster. And the other thing is there's, there's three, th three C's I like to talk about clarity, which has to do with visualizing and getting really clear on what you want. You got to be clear because your mind, if once it's clear, it'll go towards getting what you want. The next thing is committing to that clear vision. If you commit, and when I talk about commitment, I'm talking about 100% burnerships committed, not the halfway committed, one foot in, one foot out committed. Uh, I'll do it when I feel like it and when it's easy, and I won't do it when it's hard and when I don't feel like it. Commitment means you do it all the time, 100% commitment, meaning that like to get 100% participation from yourself, you got to do it when it's hard and do it when you don't feel like it. Because the other times when you do feel like it, when it's easy, you're going to do it. So if you do it those other times, you got 100% participation. So that's the second C, which is uh, commitment. The third C and final C is consistency. Boring, old consistency. Doing it when you don't feel like it, doing it when you, and it's hard, when, when you just 
You just it's just not going the way you think it's going to go. Do the steps that you need to do to go towards your goal, your clear vision, consistently. And I have a formula that I talk about a lot, which is consistency is greater than your emotions. Consistency is more important than your emotions. What your emotions lie to you. So so no matter how you're feeling, just do what you're supposed to do, no matter what. Get that in your head that I'm going to do it no matter what. And then those three things right there, those three C's, clarity, commitment, and consistency will lead you anywhere you want to go. Um, and then one last thing I'll tell you is that you need to make sure that we're thinking big, massive, and don't, don't close off to the possibility that something big and magical can happen all at once. Like you, 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 it's like some success will come with incremental success, but you can't close your mind to the fact that it can also happen like that. Something massive can happen. Super success can happen. So open your mind, be willing to receive that uh, and not just be closed off. And you'll, you'll see things that, that will blow your mind. But you remember, you don't want to say that's amazing or wow. You want to say, of course, see, Rock said it was going to happen that way. It's all mindset, dude. It is all mindset. Thank you so much for coming to the show today. It was an honor chatting with you, brother. Yeah, thanks, man. Come follow me on Instagram at Mikey C Rock. I got some big things coming in the tech space, man. Non-tech entrepreneurs, look out. You can get into the tech space. I got an avenue for you. Follow me, Instagram, Mikey C Rock, or on LinkedIn. And go get my book, Rocket Fuel, guys. Thanks for having me, Joe.